Sure, gang, eh? welcome back to yet another episode of After School is After School with your girl, Sis G.U. returning to my podcast thank you so much for coming back and if this is your first listen hopefully you like what i have to say or what you hear and you come back the topic that we will be speaking about today is something that i did not realize i suffered from until maybe late varsity in high school i kind of like masked it as something else in my mind and that is people pleasing i Guletu Nyansumba, I'm definitely a people pleaser. I am in a better space now than what I was before. But that bitch is not dead. She still lives inside of me. And I am making it my mission to kill her this year. She's not needed. She's not wanted. She's an extension of my insecurities and so forth. So in high school or rather in primary school, I think that's when I started to notice like I wanted people to like me and I liked being liked. I am a girl of peace. So as soon as someone didn't like me or had a problem with me for whatever reason, it would affect me that much more than what it should have. Essentially, if someone doesn't like you, you should be able to just brush it off and be like, well, I don't give a damn because I'm fly as fuck. What's up? But obviously at that age, I was super impressionable and I had put a lot of my validation in the people around me. So if people at school didn't like me, That was a direct reflection on me as a person. So like, "Mm, you don't like me? Maybe I'm a shit person. Maybe I'm not a good person. Maybe I'm this and maybe I'm that. So I started to pick that up in primary school that I just liked being on people's good side. I remember just going out of my way to try be on people's good side. Even if it was against me, against what I believed, against whatever it is that I had to say or just standing up for myself, I put the needs of others first. Yeah, so I just go out of my way to make sure that, yeah, we good. I didn't say nothing to you that made you feel some type of way or anything like that. And I think it just made me a very insecure person in my relationships because I was always worried about not being liked. And then when I got to high school, so I went to Red Hill High, which is a high school here in Johannesburg, and it was predominantly white. The primary school that I went to was, was it predominantly black? But there were a lot of a lot of kids of color, more so than the white people, you know. So I was with my people, you know, so it was cool. Then I go to Red Hill and it's a completely different environment. And obviously white people have like their own culture, the way they speak and so forth. And I just wasn't used to that. I was okay with being black in a white environment. That much I knew. I was true to my blackness in that if I wanted to speak Zulu, I was going to do so. If I wanted to kikiki with the black girls and do anything that was like... I don't know, relating to black culture and being black, I was okay doing that in that environment. I think that if there's something I've never been insecure about, it's it's my blackness. I was raised in a house that had taught me to celebrate my blackness. But, you know, white people were just a whole different ball game and we had different interests. I found myself people pleasing a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot in high school. And a lot of it had to do with microaggressions that I had faced. But at the time, I obviously didn't know that there were microaggressions, you know, like racist things were being said and I'd laugh just to keep the peace. Comments about black girls or girls in general were being made and I'd also kiki key to keep the peace. But knowing, sometimes I didn't know that those things affected me and that they were wrong, but sometimes I did, but I just chose to 
again, like keep the peace and make sure that everybody liked me. You know what I'm saying? I have said this before on my YouTube channel, but like I was a token, I feel like I was a token black girl in high school just because I am lighter in complexion. And I think the white people at my school took to that because I was closer in proximity to their skin tone as opposed to any other black girl. And I learned how to code switch very quickly. You know, if I was with my black girls, we were blacking it up. <laughs> but if I was with the white girls, I knew how to like adapt to being in their space. So just throughout high school, I was going through this whole like just trying to navigate which space I'm in and which side of Google would have to come out. And even when I did kind of code switch, I was still very black, but like I was the level of black that the white people at my school could handle. Like I'd never really black it up because I knew like, yo, these people gonna get scared. They're not gonna understand. And then in varsity, I just realized this people pleasing bitch had not died. And being a people pleaser is so dangerous because I think it is so closely linked to lying. When you want people to like you and when you create this image of yourself that you now need to live up to, you are doing one of many things. Like one, you're not being true to yourself and being true to who it is that you are. Two, because you always want people to see you in a certain way, you're more prone to lying because you want to upkeep a certain image that you've maybe put up for yourself or other people have associated you with. So I know my people pleasing has caused for me to be a liar or to lie in my past because... Yeah, I had to uphold this image that I partially think I gave to myself, but was also given to me by the people that were around me, like simple things. Like as a people pleaser, if someone says, hey, please do this and you don't want to do it, you say yes. You know, like, hey, oh, Google, let's go to Sun City on the weekend. OK, cool. I'm going to go. I'm going to go knowing very well I'm not going to go or that I don't want to go. You agree to something, which is essentially you lying, you know, and being a liar is a terrible, terrible trait. And I know that in my like childhood or in my past, the times where I was lying was because I was trying to please other people, which only really works against you. And we'll get into that. But I also know that being a people pleaser has a lot to do with being insecure. The fact that you are not comfortable being yourself and speaking up for yourself and expressing your views and your thoughts and maybe going against what it is someone else has to say speaks to you not being comfortable with who you are and speaks to you not backing yourself and what it is that you have to say. It just speaks to you not putting yourself first. I think if you are insecure, you want to put the needs of others above yours because you're scared of what the other person may think. Like you have placed so much value in other people's opinions that if you can't go to something and you know it's going to upset someone greatly, like that almost devastates you or just the thought of even having that conversation with someone can be extremely daunting and can kind of make you anxious, you know? I wasn't someone who felt comfortable saying no for a very long time. Like, I was a yes man, especially in high school. Like, whatever it is you wanted, whatever it is you needed, I was like, yes, 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 yes. And I didn't draw boundaries for myself or put myself first or protect myself. Also, I think it stems with being a people pleaser. It comes from your insecurities. And I know that I had thought that I would need to be a certain type of way in order to receive love is so crazy to say but I think that I had put up this facade because I thought that if I was my real self that she wasn't worthy of being loved and that people wouldn't be able to accept her or just take to her as much and I think I kind of know where that stemmed from you know growing up I always thought that I would have to be the perfect kid in order to be accepted by my parents or in order to be loved by my parents I had to be the best version of myself and if I wasn't that then I wasn't worthy of love I've realized that I want to break the people pleaser in me because because any version of Gugu 
deserves to be loved. And if I am being my authentic self and the people around me aren't resonating to that, then you aren't my people. If I'm being my authentic self and the level of love is not the same, then you gotta go because it means that you're not actually really loving me. And I think that in being a people pleaser, you're also a manipulator because you're manipulating people to buy into a reality that isn't a reality, which ties into you being a liar again. And I know this this conversation is going to be a bit heavy. And if you are a people pleaser, it may be really hard to hear. But I had to have this conversation with myself two years ago. I was like, girl, like, why are you always putting yourself in a situation where you're putting other people's needs above yours? But on top of that, you're looking like you're fraudulent. (laughs) You're looking like you're fraudulent because you just can't say no. Like you're trying to protect yourself and maintain an image whilst being dishonest and whilst being manipulative. Like that's not how it works. And I know that with being a people pleaser, you think it comes from a good place. You know, it comes from a place of like, I don't want to let this person down and so forth. But it's doing more damage then good. Like it's doing way more harm than what it is doing you good. And I know that again, as a woman, I have found the need to just... Oh, shape myself into into certain things, thinking that like, okay, this kind of woman deserves love and this kind of woman will get married and this kind of woman goes far in life and so forth. I remember in Varsity, someone I was seeing had said to me like, yo, I don't want to be with a girl who's like eating pussy or has ideas of eating pussy. And I know that at that point, I was like very confused in my sexuality. That's not to say that I'm not right now, so don't ask me about it, thank you. But I knew that I was attracted to girls And hearing that, I automatically switched that off. And that was a people pleaser inside of me. I let go of my desires or my thoughts of woman because this man had told me that he did not want to be with someone who had the thoughts or ideas of getting with women. And I internalized that and I completely turned that off because again, I was seeking his validation. And I thought that in order to be loved by him fully, I would have to be what it is that he wants, which is also very damaging. And I think as women, we do this weird thing where... Men come as who they are in relationships and we're accepting of it. But as a woman, not so much. Like if a guy you like or a man you're even dating says to you, like, I want a woman who cooks, cleans, does this, does that, does this. It's almost like as this list is being said to us, we are, I I wanted to say subconsciously, but we are consciously like going through the list being like, oh, okay, he wants a woman who does this. Like, I may not really be into that, but I know I can do that, you know? Like you start to shapeshift, to be what it is that he wants. Whereas, like I've had multiple conversations with niggas where as hands were like, yeah! I want a nigga who ga ga ga, and they can be like, okay, cool, but that's not me. And that's that. And I think that's something that niggas really have going on for them, like their self-worth and their self-love. And yes, it's definitely too much at times but for the most part men are very comfortable being who it is that they are and if you like it you like it and if you don't you don't and they move on but with us it's like if a nigga doesn't like it or if there is something that a nigga likes that you are not you want to become that which isn't fair and it isn't true to you and I even think that I had suppressed those thoughts of yeah my sexual desires I guess towards women because I was scared that I wouldn't find a partner or someone who would really love me. And I think it goes back to having the fear of feeling like the real me was never worth being loved all the way through. So I was okay with letting certain parts of me die or adjusting myself and making sure that everyone was happy with the version of Google that they were dealing with besides me. As I said in the beginning, I really like peace. I'm not a babes of confrontation, like at all, at all. Like I hate when I have to confront people, but I've learned to obviously speak up for myself. But I had to ask myself this question. When I say I'm a babes of peace, right? 
Whose peace was I keeping? Was I keeping my peace or was I keeping their peace? Because it was working against me and if anything, it was eating at me. So if I really was protecting Gugu's peace, I would have been Gugu to the fullest extent. And those that fuck with me, fuck with me. And those that don't, don't. But in me choosing to keep quiet and choosing to people please and choosing to put other people first, I was not putting my peace first. I was not actually looking out for myself. If anything, I was doing more harm than good. So always ask yourself, like, whose peace am I keeping by not having this conversation? I'm the person that feels this way. I'm the person that's changing for this person. I'm, you know, I'm the one who is dealing with all of this and the other person seems to be happy with what it is that I'm presenting whilst I know very well that that isn't even me. And you now put yourself in a position where you have to live up to this expectation that you have created or reinforced. And rightfully so almost when you don't live up to that people are a bit confused because you've presented yourself in a certain way and again that's like your fault because you fed into that or you created that that notion by yourself yeah and again i just hated the thought of like disappointing people because i place so much value in them but i don't anymore and i think that in me starting my YouTube channel and my podcast, I often say to people that the birth of my channel was the birth of my healing because I found my voice and I was just so okay with being Gugu and whatever Gugu looked like on different days. Like I'm a different bitch on different days, 100%. Like one day I'm about this, the next day I'm about that. Other day I'm soft-spoken, the other day I'm the loudest bitch in the room. Whatever it is, however it is that I choose to express myself, I was okay with sharing with the world and I was okay with however it was that other people were going to take to that. Having insecurities is completely normal and each person is insecure about something and I think it's okay to have a phase in your life or a chapter in your life where you are insecure about yourself and that's that's okay like I feel like most people go through that but what is not okay is when your insecurities start to affect other people or when your insecurities start to be other people's problems so in me being a people pleaser because I did not feel like the real Google was going to deserve love or get the love that she had wanted to get you end up lying and manipulating people around you which isn't fair people should know exactly who it is that they are engaging with and although having insecurities is normal it is your responsibility to work through them and I think you get to a point in life where you start to realize that your insecurities make you different and they make you you and you can kind of learn to celebrate them you know because they just make you unique and they make you stand out and they maybe have built so much character in you and so forth so what's not cool though is that sometimes people who are deeply insecure want to project want to manipulate want to do all these things and feel like they're within their right to do so there's a saying that says we aren't responsible for the trauma that we have experienced, but we are responsible for healing and dealing with it. I was a person at some point in my life because I was a person who had gone through a lot. And because I'd gone through a lot, I had almost justified certain behavior from myself because I had gone through this because I was hurt and this person hurt me and I have to hurt people before they hurt me and all of that. And that is complete bullshit. That's not it's not valid at all. I know sometimes when you have gone through a lot, you just it's easy to fall into the role of being the victim all the time. And cool, maybe in that incident, you were a victim or you've been a victim in certain incidences in your life, but that doesn't now mean that you get to victimize other people. It doesn't now mean that you get to villainize other people is what I meant to say. So you need to make sure that you're working on yourself and you're healing and that the people around you and the people who are experiencing you aren't, yeah, aren't receiving the back end of the stick. They aren't receiving shitty behavior just because of something you went through. Like, 
as much as each person's story is different and granted people have gone through more than what others have we all have a story we have all gone through something and if we all as people allowed for our insecurities to dictate our behavior we'd all be shit people like it sucks that we go through trauma it sucks that we go through certain things but it is your responsibility to make sure that you labor those emotions and that you unpack heal and be a, a decent person, a decent, honest person to the people around you. Nana's my best friend, and I realized that she holds such a dear place in my heart because she was one of the first people in my life that I could be myself around at any time, at any given moment. No matter what it is that I said, no matter how I spoke, no matter what I did, that was someone who just accepted me for me. And she has been the standard moving forward because she created a safe space for me and a space where I felt like it was okay to be Google to. And whatever it was that I brought to her, she would hear me out, she wouldn't judge me, and that her love for me would never change. And because I had experienced that, it then became like the template for what I wanted my other relationships or friendships to look like. When you experience a safe space and when you are who you are at your core and someone accepts you, I think it just opens your eyes to the fact that like, yo, if someone really fucks with me, there must be other people who fuck with me. And you know what, guys, you don't need a troop of people to fuck with you. Like you don't need a lot of people to like you. And that's also something I struggled with. Like people won't like you for different reasons. Like they won't like you because they are well within their rights to not like you. You know, like maybe you were a shit person to them. Cool. People will not like you because they just don't want to like you. You know, someone can see you and they can just decide to not like you. They may not like the way you speak, the way you present yourself, what it is you have to say or whatever the fuck. But there are reasons as to why people may not like you. And that has nothing to do with you. And you shouldn't be consumed by the people who don't like you. And you shouldn't be upset that there are people who don't like you because that is life. That is life. And that's something that you just have to make peace with. No matter how much of a good person you are to people, no matter how sweet you are, no matter how pure your intentions are, there will be people who don't like you. And I think I struggled a lot with that growing up because I was putting my best foot forward and still sometimes being met with like hesitation or like hatred. <laughs> and I was hella confused because I was like, I'm trying my best out here and you're still finding problems. So let go of the idea of everyone liking you. And I know that it is easier said than done. And a very big part of that is making peace with who you are. So two years ago, when I started my channel, I really had like a very deep chat with myself. And I was like, Ooh, who are you? Like, what are you about? What do you stand for? What do you enjoy doing? Just who are you at your core? And I'm very grateful that already at that time, I had attracted friends that had seen the real me, but I also had people around me who hadn't necessarily experienced the real me and that I was hiding certain parts of myself from because I was ashamed of those parts and thought that had they seen them, they wouldn't love me as much or love me in the way that I thought I needed to be loved. So when I fully like stepped into myself and stepped into Google Etu and committed to being myself at all times and putting myself first and not people pleasing, my life changed. And those I needed to fade away, faded away. And at the time, obviously it can be very sad, very triggering, just not a good time, but in hindsight, it's the right thing. You can feel so much towards someone and can it can even be a partner. You know, you can be with someone and know that like you haven't fully shown them who you are and you're scared to do so. And maybe when you do, they leave. That's okay. It's okay because they were never there for you in the first instance. They were never there to truly see you or you didn't allow for them to see you. And when they did, they decided that like, hey, yo, this ain't for me and that's okay. Like it's really heartbreaking at the time, but in the long run, it'll serve you so much more to not have that person in your space and to be able to express yourself. I also realized that 
my superpower is that I am me and your superpower is that you are you. So don't ever shy away from that. Don't ever shy away from expressing yourself the way you want to. Don't ever shy away from saying no. Don't ever shy away from putting yourself first. People want to make you feel bad for putting yourself first. And I think that's where the people pleaser in me still needs to die. I was seeing someone and he had said that he really respected the fact that like I do what's best for me and all of that bullshit. But when I it was time for me to put myself first, he didn't understand. Like he was actually very manipulative, wanted for me to stay in that situation because it served him. And because of that, I realized my people pleaser still exists in me because I quite literally stayed in that relationship to make him happy or that talking stage please never claim these niggas stayed in that talking stage to keep him happy knowing that I wanted to leave but because he needed me and gave me all of these reasons and whatever the fuck I stayed and I was pleasing him and not pleasing me. I'm also someone who can be very understanding, which has also worked against me. And I think if you learn this about me, you know, sometimes niggas really try, use that and take that shit to the top. I really do like making the people around me happy, like in whatever capacity it is and in whatever way that I can. But I have vowed to never do that when it is against me and my own peace and my own boundaries and my own self-respect and my own thoughts and my own views. I will never, ever, ever do that again. My voice deserves to be heard my no is a no I don't I never have to change who it is in certain spaces and if you don't like it then you will you know maybe we're not meant to be friends and we're not you're not meant to be in my space but I think what I'm just trying to get across this episode is that you're not being true to yourself when you're pleasing other people like you're doing such a disservice towards yourself and also I think if you're a people pleaser where you need to start is by being able to be honest with yourself which is very hard and I find that most people can't do that you know like this conversation that I'm having with you guys, when I truly unpacked it for myself, obviously I was super overwhelmed because I learned certain things about myself that I wasn't necessarily aware of for years. Yeah, like I saw certain behaviors and I was like, girl, that's not it. Like, that's not you. And I knew it wasn't me. I had to quite literally confront my truth, confront my past, confront the reasons as to why I felt like the real me wouldn't receive the love that I wanted or be accepted. I had to confront all of that. It's not an easy conversation, but I'm so grateful that I had that conversation with myself two years ago because I wouldn't be the woman that I am now it's also something that you continuously have to have these conversations with yourself like if you aren't self-aware then you hinder yourself from growing and like I said I still have traces of the people-pleasing bitch inside of me and she's gotta go she gotta die I low key want to start a series called she gotta die she gotta go and people-pleasing is one of them also I think what is so dangerous with people-pleasing is that you can go out of your way to try please someone and make sure that they're happy for them to still not appreciate it to still not see all the effort that you put in and to still not necessarily like you like like I said, there are people who don't like you because they just don't want to like you. And no matter what it is that you say, no matter what it is that you do for them, no matter how kind, sweet, funny you are, you can make them kiki, haha, until their stomachs are sore, but they still will not like you. There is no, there is no point in trying to please people because people are hard to please, okay? And that's not your job. It's not your job to try to please other people because who's trying to please you? You have to please yourself. You have to make sure that you're standing up for yourself. You have to make sure that you're staying true to your boundaries. You have to make sure that your voice is being heard and that you're not allowing for people to overspeak or to speak over you and so forth. So don't put all this effort in people pleasing when it's not even going to get you far. And even if, let's say you do people please and it works in your favor in a certain friendship or relationship, it's also very triggering because this person has ideally bought into someone you aren't. Like they've bought into an idea of you that isn't true. And you now have to suppress who it is that you are and your voice in order to maintain or uphold this relationship, which I don't think is it in the slightest. So like I said, I'm on the road to recovery. I'm in a much better place, you know, like I'm almost healed, I think. Or 
I actually think that with me being the person that I am, it's something that I might struggle with for the rest of my life. So I just constantly have to keep myself in check and make sure that the things that I am doing align with me. Growing up, I felt like I had to be a certain way in order to be loved by my parents. I want to speak more on that because I feel like there might be people who are in that situation that unless you are perfect, unless you're not, you're doing all good, unless you're this kind of child, then you feel like your parents won't accept you. What I want to tell you is disappoint your parents and make peace with disappointing them. Obviously, like, don't go out of your way to disappoint them. But if you live in your life and you being true to you and you finding your voice is going to disappoint them, then so be it. They must deal with that disappointment. As long as you are being true to yourself. And I grew up always putting my parents above me, you know, always working towards, like, getting validation from them, making them happy and so forth, which I think like, okay, cool. To some extent, that's fine because you want to make your parents proud. But when you live for your parents or live to validate yourself through your parents, you're putting yourself in a very tricky spot. Very hard to break that. But I do want to reassure you that you are your biggest responsibility and you are responsible for yourself and your emotions and for putting yourself first and for making yourself happy. So if you're doing something that's not making your parents happy, but it's true to you, boohoo. They've cried before, they'll cry again and they'll make peace. And that's literally that on that. As long as you are yourself and in in people pleasing, you're also, I don't know, you're learning to silence yourself. I want to do a whole episode on silencing yourself because there's so many ways that I silence myself. And I think being a people pleaser was one of them. Like I had quite literally silenced myself. I had changed myself. I, yeah, I had done it all just to make sure that the people around me were comfortable and that they were cool with the Google that they were experiencing, knowing that like I wasn't cool with who I was on the inside. Also in having these kind of conversations and knowing that like, yo, I have a trait of being a people pleaser. It's brought me so much peace and it's helped me work against it and work towards who I am today and the woman that I want to be in the long run. So yeah, if you're a people pleaser, there's hope. Stop pleasing people today. They don't deserve it. For the most part, people suck. Okay? Save all of that energy for yourself. You'll find people that love you. You'll find a partner that loves you. Girls, you will find a partner that loves you. Okay? If you go out and you a bad bitch and you can't cook and whatever, you will find a partner who is accepting of who it is that you are at your core. You do not need to change. You do not need to shape shift. You do not need to adjust. You do not need to do any of that. You will find someone who validates you and says you're enough. And I haven't found someone like that in my life, but I know that I will. I know that I will. And I know my happiness is what's most important to me. And there is no like, let me speak for myself. In my opinion, there is no nigger that is worthy of me changing myself for them. Are you sick? Do you guys know niggas? Never. Anyone. Anyone but niggas. Like, anyone. Rather I change myself for my mama. I mean, obviously don't change yourself. But, you know, I'm just trying to, like, draw comparisons so you can see just how much I'm saying don't change for niggas because they don't deserve it. So, yeah, I'm going to leave that episode here. I was a bit all over the show today. But I hope you guys enjoyed it. And I will see you in two weeks' time, gang. Yeah.